notice nobody answered me uh, other than Jeff there. <laughs> about well, my, that was a good answer. But my, my, my would you rather? Oh, I was driving home from my son's game. I didn't even see it. We got uh, fucking. Would you rather? Here. Would you rather uh, go down on Mandy Rose while she has a yeast infection, or would you rather eat out Becky Lynch's ass while she has cr- like a big case of diarrhea? The answer is always Mandy Rose, <laughs> and, and that's the only correct or acceptable answer. So. No, I I, I just said uh, I said I said Becky Lynch because you can carry wrong. some uh, some wipes with wrong. you. You're wrong. You got, you got some wipes. Mandy Rose. Is, <laughs> Mandy Rose is the only acceptable answer in that scenario. I'm sorry, you can't you can't wipe away some yeast infection. No, but you can go down on. No, but you can just work her asshole a little bit. You don't have to. You know, that's still if technically going down. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, there's your cold open. Dave Song. Ladies and gentlemen, we are tonight. We are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is a main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey. I call them like I see them, all right? And Jeff is... Who the hell is Jeff? I'm, I'm so glad I get to talk about Cox. I'm really happy. Dicks. Yay. Well, look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for... The Rundown. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 365 of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, an intentionally offensive wrestling podcast. There is now one episode of the Rundown for every day of the year. There, there. Did that make your life more fulfilled hearing that? Was that was that a good gimmick? I didn't think so either. With me this week, <laughs> Jason is here. And I, I got to tell you, Troy, I am happy to be here. I feel fresh. I feel relaxed. I feel like I had like the best week ever. Um, I can't even. I can't even explain it. It's just I feel outstanding. All right. And why would that be? I, I can't put my finger on why. Um, I, I don't know. It's just it was one of those weeks where it just it felt like there was like six hundred pounds taken off my shoulders this week. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I feel smarter too. I feel like I, I feel like I've been um, treated like less of an idiot this week. It's been oh. I, I really can't explain. I just it feels I feel smarter. Oh. Yeah. Did, did you did you mute Sal? No, 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 no. Hmm. Although I will be as we record this today, I will be apparently recording tomorrow uh, the next edition of WrestleMania Salvation. So I will. Uh, nobody cares about that show. Also with us this week, <laughs> Jeff is here. I am here, and uh, I gotta say, I'm gonna be talking again, and I'm gonna be talking about wrestling. <laughs> uh, oh man! Okay, so Jeff, reminds, like, I assume you guys have seen the movie Major League. Yes. Jeff oh, reminds yeah. me of Bob Uecker's like broadcast partner, like. Yeah. <laughs> fly ball. Well, okay. Caught. 
that's that's just cold opens. Yeah, that's great. So uh, as as Jason is alluding to in his open there, um, the the two douchebags that are never on this show concocted a plan to screw over me, the host, by having the two dildos that actually are joining me on the show this week not actually watch any of the product. Uh, because apparently this is a gimmick that they think is funny wait, and will wait, work. Jeff didn't watch any either? I thought it was just me. Uh, no, nope, that was it. that was both of you. Oh, okay. So, of course, that puts the burden on the one guy who never likes to watch wrestling, and that's me. <laughs> uh, so thank you, assholes. Uh, you're no longer invited on the show. <laughs> Um, so yeah. Well, so, it's after nine thirty anyway. Adam's in bed. That's true. <laughs> he'd, that's be, true. He'd, be, he'd be in bed after eight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so in honor of him, I guess this is going to be an ASMR episode because we should talk really, really quietly uh, so we don't wake him up. So um, right now we're going to be doing. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I'm going to get aroused if you keep talking like that. We can't continue like that. Actually, that's perfectly okay. <laughs> speaking speaking of things that are perfect. My cock? The perfect ten! A ten! A ten! A fucking ten! <laughs> this week, we start off the perfect ten with Monday Night Raw. And Raw, of course, had a focal point to it. And uh, stop if you've heard this before, but The Shield were the focal point of Raw... Uh, they started off trading words with Braun and the Juice crew. Uh, Braun and his boys brought up the fact that Dean Ambrose doesn't have any titles, uh, was instantly forgotten by Roman and Seth during his injury, and even got replaced by a black guy, and the Shield had, uh, didn't want really anything to do with him. So WWE stuffed down our throats that Dean uh, could turn heel, um, and even had Roman and Seth do all the talking during the opening segment just to kind of further the point that you know Dean's kind of marginalized. Later in the show, uh, Seth tried to get Drew McIntyre to turn on Braun and Dolph, stating that Braun doesn't care about him and Dolph is just riding his coattails. Eventually, this led to the Shield taking on Baron Corbin and two mystery partners. How the who... fuck did Baron Corbin work his way into this shit? He's the GM. He can do whatever he wants, I cause guess. Because he's, he's the GM. Uh, so, of course, his mystery partners, uh, which they held off on telling us who they were until right when they were introduced. Hold on, were can they... I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say Eva Marie and Summer Rae. Uh, close. It was actually the Authors of Pain. Oh, oh I was going to guess. God damn oh, it. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, so during the match between Baron Corbin, the Authors of Pain, and The Shield, Braun and his crew watched the match at ringside but never got involved. Uh, eventually, The Shield won, and they did some fisting. Uh, so with word that Dean was going to turn heel before his arm exploded and the current storyline teasing it, do we see heel Dean anytime soon? Jason? I, I wouldn't guess so. I mean, it's especially if they're sort of beating you over the head with it. Um, I would think, honestly, if anything, it's more likely that they're pointing you towards Dean doing a heel turn because one of the other two is going to. Um, hold your breath for a second and grab your cocks because they've already done it with Seth. <clears throat> to me, that makes Roman the logical guy here. Jeff? Jeff? Jeff's dead. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I believe Jeff is uh, Jeff is off the call again. All right. Well, uh, it was it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Apparently, Jeff quit the show. He heard he heard that fucking recap from Ron. He was like, "Fuck that, done." 
Fair enough. <laughs> it's a one topic where he was like, now I fucking one. know what I was missing. All right, done. One topic. Uh, so the match itself, which obviously you didn't see, was uh, was actually pretty good. Uh, but like I said, uh, the Shield did wind up winning. Um, Baron Corbin seemed like he he did a pretty good job in this. Uh, it was a it was another one of those strange things where we tease mystery partners and it kind of gets you excited, like, oh, who's it going to be? And then for him to just be like, ah, it's, it's Office of Pain. It felt just like it was like really like that's that's the best you could do. Like you're not calling up two guys from NXT to be be Corbin's new crew or anything like that. You're just here's here's these guys. Did we get did we get the uh, the highlight as we usually do? Twenty minutes of rear chin locks by Baron Corbin or? Uh, no, actually the match was pretty fast paced, um, and and there was a lot of taking in and out as well. We got Authors of Pain standing tall against the Shield, which was cool. Um, one one of them, I can't remember which one it is. Um, I don't, I can't tell them apart because I'm racist. It's um, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, so Jimmy Rizar stood tall against uh, against Roman Reigns, kind of face to face with him, which was a cool cool moment. And yeah, the the big storyline there was that you know Dean, they they kept kind of teasing it that he had opportunities to turn on him. He actually got thrown out of the ring at the end, and the two other Shield members were inside the ring, and he kind of looked over at Braun and the Juice Crew, and then he hopped in the ring and did some fisting. So. So yeah, and the the backstage segments as well. Uh, a lot of you know, Seth, Seth thankfully did the heavy lifting on that, going up to Drew McIntyre and being like, oh yeah, you know, Dolph is just riding your coattails. And then uh, Drew kind of talked to Dean and said that they are trying to build a super shield. So I guess that might be a thing. So they're trying to get Drew McIntyre into the shield. Is that what? Yes. Oh. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying to get. They were trying to convince Drew McIntyre to join the shield because he's. Because obviously I'm not going to get Braun, uh, and nobody wants Dolph Ziggler. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think that's uh, that's enough meandering on that. I was hoping that Jeff was going to be able to come back be- before that, so I think we're going to have to move on unless you have something else you wanted to say. Uh, you should probably start talking about Cox, then Jeff will show up. Okay. Um, sadly, most of the, or uh, everybody in this match was wearing pants, so Damn really couldn't really couldn't see did, much did- of Cox. Did we get tiny Drake Maverick out there with them? Yes, we did. Okay, because cool. um, he's, he's small. So yes, yeah. Uh, well, and, and of course, because of the fact that AOP used to dress exactly like the Shield, they were in just black tank tops and camo pants. So okay. much more bright colors because the Shield were in their normal. Well, that's what uh, they've been wearing for a, for a couple weeks now. Well, that's because of the fact that they were Shield light. So. Yeah. Well. Um, but yeah, like uh, like I said, I mean, uh, it was nice to see AOP get a little bit of a rub being in the main event. And, and not made to look like idiots. Um, well, who but, took the pen? Uh, Corbin did, I okay. think. Okay. Well, if, if I remember correctly, Corbin got dirty deeded. Um, oh, and then he got the stomp, I think. And then, I, then they pinned him. Okay. But yeah. Uh, Drake Maverick was out there the entire time, just kind of bopping around, but uh, typically couldn't see him. He's a little, little too short. Can't really see over the side. Um, and like I said, it was it was strange to see Corbin and... Or not Corbin. Um... Braun and, and the other two just standing there the entire time and not actually getting involved in the match. Yeah. Um, but I, I get what they were kind of trying to go for there. Um, you know, the, the Shield is big money right now, and obviously this was this was another one of those situations where they they kept teasing that Dean was going to turn, but I'm like I was like we have a match coming up in two weeks. There's no way they're turning Dean right now. Well, that's so they kind of. Sh- 
that's, yeah, that, that's them trying to add some fucking intrigue to a thing that has no fucking intrigue. Like, nobody gives a right. shit about this six-man tag, so they figure if they throw in, oh, will, will Dean turn on his partners? Then people will give a shit, but they won't, because yeah. it's dumb. But, but like I said, for for me or any other fan who understands the concept of, of you know setting up matches for the future... There was no fucking way that Dean was going to turn. So it, it, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, I was like, well, clearly he's not going to turn heel tonight. Like he might eventually. He's not going to fucking do it tonight because otherwise it's going to be a four on two match, and right. nobody's going to watch that. Well, nobody's going to watch the six man tag anyways. So maybe they'll do a double turn, and Drew will join the Shield, and Dean will join the Dogs of War. I mean, I'd be fine with that. That would not be a uh, would you? Uh, you can't change the Shield though, right? Well, I mean, you could still try to squeeze Cassius Ono into one of those uniforms and, and have him take his rightful place. And then there'd be three guys with long hair. Yeah, um, and only two of them in shape. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, did you did did you have anything to say in terms of of the possibility of seeing a, uh, a heel turn from Dean in the next couple couple of weeks here? I, I I don't mind. I don't mind that they're at least. I mean, the seeds were... They're planting the seeds, right, for his eventual heel turn. Um, from what I got from me before, I was rudely interrupted by my own shitty internet. Um, uh, I got that they also teased a, a Drew McIntyre turn? Yep. Yeah, they they also teased Drew McIntyre t- turning because they were kind of talking up as um, he's, he's not important to these other two dudes, so he should join the Shield and become Super Shield, four-man Shield. Ah, okay. All right. Well, I wouldn't mind but seeing his Dean logo isn't on the T-shirt. I mean, they, I would. I feel like WWE would sell like a twenty-dollar iron-on patch to put him like on the corner. Well, they so. sold they sold a fucking giant Sharpie made beef T-shirt for like twenty-five bucks. So fuck it. There. So. Um, well, if they do a double turn. Um, I would be fine with it as long as they didn't call it the shield anymore. Um, uh, you call it the three guys with hot, sweaty, long hair. I don't know. Um, you could, uh, you guys gotta help me out with names here. What could you call those three? So you'd have Fuck, Roman. You sort of put us on the spot there, Jeff. Jesus Christ. This is your yeah. gimmick. I ha- I. No, I see. I had to because I didn't have any more, so I wanted some. I wanted to put it on somebody else. I didn't so, want to have all the so you, weight on my shoulders. You proposed this thing, and three guys with hot, sweaty hair was the best you had, huh? <laughs> that was the only one I had, and uh, it wasn't that good. And uh, I was gonna sit here just going, uh, um, well, if uh, it's just, if I would just start on you guys. You if guys it's just stupid. those two and everybody else, you could call it the field. <laughs> well, if you're if with, you're with having... hot, sweaty hair. Yeah, if you're having uh, Seth, Roman, and Andrew, then it would definitely be Moist Mountain. Ah, <clears throat> that's good too. Yeah. Nah, see, I like three guys with hot sweaty hair. All right. Well, there's, hot, hair. there's your that's episode it. title. All right, uh, moving right along to <clears throat> speaking, uh, continuing to speak of Drew McIntyre. Derf Zogler and Drew McIntyre faced off against the Revival for the tag team belts. Not surprisingly, the Revival kept coming very close, and the crowd kept showing they wanted the Revival to win, but they lost cleanly to Drew and Durf. Will we ever see the Raw Tag Team titles taken seriously? 
Yeah, I think the Revival will get there eventually. I really do. I think right now, for some reason, they have this misguided attempt to increase the um, tension in the storyline between the S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Dogs of War by throwing more titles into the mix since the Intercontinental and Universal are already there. So I think they just threw the tag titles in to increase that. Um, But I think eventually it's going to end up on the Revival. Alright, yeah, thanks, um, Jeff. Uh, Jason? <laughs> I, uh, what? Did I miss something? I, yeah, it's fine. You'll hear it when you go back. Oh, okay. <laughs> go ahead. I think, I think, um, I think, uh, I want to say the Revival will win. Um, but it's not like they've ever really taken the tag titles that seriously in quite a long time. So, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, was it a good match? Uh, yes, it was a very good match. Um, the Revival uh, hit the Doomsday device, uh, almost hit a Shatter Machine before uh, Drew kind of uh, saved Dolph from it. Uh, they kept getting very close near falls. The crowd kept... They were really on the feet. This was probably one of the, the best matches that we've seen um, the, uh, the the douchebags of war in. And uh, and yeah, so it was it was another one of those moments where you're kind of watching and like, okay, we we keep giving the revival these opportunities to show how good they are, but we keep not giving them any reward for that, other than hey, you're going to get another title shot in a couple of weeks, or hey, you're going to get another another match in a couple of weeks. So yeah, I think are they are they um, would you consider them baby faces yet, or or is it just like they're kind of turning them that way, or <sighs> they they didn't cheat. And okay. um, I, I, I don't think that they, they they don't they're not doing anything differently other than they didn't obviously even attempt to cheat at all. So maybe there might be a turn coming on that. Um, obviously, in a, in a match where you've got two teams that are heels, it was it was interesting to see that it was the revival that the crowd went behind. Um, but yeah, you know, so they, the cool. crowd was definitely behind the revival. Yeah, I remember Jason a couple of weeks back saying that they're they're probably going to turn the revival as baby faces. I think that would be the smart move, and um, I think it would be cool to see them become baby faces. And maybe while this whole you know the Shield versus Three Monster Band plays out, they can kind of just keep winning against lesser teams and um, kind of build their way back up to get that title shot and eventually win. It would be really cool. Right on. All right, <clears throat> so um, here's where I think we're going to have a little bit more of a conversation. Um, so the Bella Twins, which um, the Bellas continue to be a focal point, not only on Raw, but on SmackDown, of the women's division. Um, and they were given an opportunity to go uh, to, to go into a six-person tag with uh, Natalia as their partner against the Riot family. So not only was this match Natalia, because uh, they had nobody better, to, they had they had nobody else. Oh, because the right the right family took Natalia out last week. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. Um, so not only was this match your typical nothing match, uh, but it also featured a spot where Liv Morgan was down on her knees, and uh, joke here. <laughs> uh, Bree started to do the yes uh, kicks. Everybody's dick still out. Yeah. Well, of course it is. So. <laughs> Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the yes kicks, typically done to the chest of the opponent, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Your female straight to the yes. chest. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, yes. Yes. So, yes. So, 
Brie Bella was kicking Liv Morgan's tits off when suddenly her she started to go a little north. We, all, of course, all wanted her to go a little south, but instead a little north. So Brie Bella not once, but twice, kicked Liv Morgan right in the fucking face. Now, Liv went down, and she was obviously knocked unconscious for a little bit. And we learned that a, a big portion of the middle of the match here had to be changed because she wasn't able to move for a little bit. Understandably. But then later in the match, they still did a spot after this incident where Liv Morgan and the rest of the White Riot family are suplexed by the other three members. So that's a worker who we now have confirmation she does, in fact, have a concussion. That's a worker who was concussed during the match who then had to continue to wrestle the match. Okay, so to be fair, because this is the one part of Raw I did I did hear about because it was all over fucking Twitter and everything. Apparently, from as I read it, they attempted to tell her to stay out of the ring. They attempted to, Vince was on headsets telling her to get her the fuck out of the ring. And she sort of blew past the ref and participated in that spot and then was pulled out again. Okay. She was probably concussed. She didn't. She was just like, I got to keep going. Yeah, I mean, and, it's... Uh, Go ahead. I guess to me, um, it's not as egregious as a couple of years ago in the NFL when that one dude got knocked the fuck out for the Eagles, and when he was trying to get back into the the game, tripped and fell on his face because he was so fucked up. So I guess it's not as bad as that, where like the coaches had the opportunity to kick to take him out. I get it's live TV. What about I get when, that's uh, when fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, True Stanton. Julian Edelman got a fucking concussion in the Super Bowl, and they didn't even force him to get checked. So, yeah, there's there's those kinds of things here. Now we know that Liv Morgan was checked. Um, it seems like somebody else needed to step in here then, because if, if a worker is concussed, they they're no longer able to make decisions on their own. She got checked by Doctor Ammon though, so expect a lawsuit soon. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, damn it. Yeah, and that's the, that's the problem. You mean to tell me that a, an, an 87-pound woman was able to somehow get back in this match even though doctors checked her out at ringside? No, they would grab her by the arm and they would force her out of there. Now, I understand forcing a woman to do anything is difficult in 2018. But when somebody is concussed, like I said, they aren't going to be able to think clearly anymore. She probably doesn't even remember actually taking the spot. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, like you, for them to just be like, well, we tried to stop. Well, you didn't try hard enough, okay? And she could have been even more seriously injured because, yeah, a suplex is probably one of the safest moves you can take. But all it would take, considering that she wasn't uh, in 100% control of her faculties, is her to slip out a little bit and drop her fucking back of her head onto the mat. And from what I read about yeah, it, I just... fucking the, the rest of the Riot Squad were pretty pissed at Brie backstage, so... Well, and I can understand because as as a, so okay, so there's two different things. So I think I think we've kind of covered the the allowing her back into the match to continue. The, but let's talk about Brie Bella. Well, hold on. I think Jeff had something to say, and I cut him off. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. <clears throat> well, just this is also one of the I watched. I saw two things from wrestling this week. Um, this was one of them, and obviously I, I did watch the clip, and it was I, I it was hard because. Um, I know we discussed a little bit in the host thread, Troy, about maybe it being a 50-50 thing um, with with Liv Morgan overselling, but we're really going back on it. 
you can clearly see Brie Bella's kicks going <clears throat> to the chest and then instantly just going higher and kicking her right in the face twice very it, quickly. It did look to me as though Liv sort of slumped down a little bit, though. So if you're kicking in a certain spot and then the person you're kicking slouches down, well, that changes the angle. And if you don't, you have to adjust, obviously. But if you're not aware of the slouch, then you won't necessarily adjust. That's how, That was how I read it, honestly. Right, right. I, but you can, I mean, the thing is you can clearly see her kick a little bit higher, too. Like her, her leg does go up on that kick. It does move from the chest and it moves a little bit up. So even it might have been a combination of her slouching a little more and her kicking, but it it hit her square in the face twice. And then when she went down, she seemed to panic, which I yeah. guess you know it, it's not. She kind of rolled over. It, like even when we saw um, when Shane McMahon got knocked out and he was stiff as a board. And Roman tried to like pin him. His leg wasn't bending when he when he tried to hook the leg for the pin. Um, <clears throat> I gotta give credit where credits due. Liv Morgan still kicked out. <laughs> she still kind of like half-ass kicked out, and that was like that's surprising to me. But um, no, it, like Brie Bella coming to the corner, and then you, I clearly heard. I don't know who said it, but I think it was probably Brie Bella saying she's out when uh, they had her tag out. Like, I... So I had a lot of uh, my friends in the business on Facebook were discussing this this past week. Um, the workers' perspective from the vast majority of them is that Brie um, was less at fault here because Liv had moved and she it's Liv's job in that situation at that series of moves to protect herself and make sure she's out of harm's way and takes the kicks the right spot um i don't know how much that's i agree this this part of that i can agree with um i do think that's taking it completely off of brie bella to be safe in the ring and that's sort of a thing uh, but my issue with them that i raised with those those particular people is even if you take that approach to this incident there was also a spot later in the match that I saw that she goes to do a slingshot and she's supposed to eat a forearm from Ruby who's on the apron and instead she flails her arms up and catches Ruby right in the face. Um, yeah, this this was what I was going to bridge into. Um, sorry to cut you off. Don't get pissy. <laughs> yeah, this is what I was going to kind of bridge a conversation into is eventually the the question isn't just, okay, you know, this was an accident that happened. Shit happens sometimes, you know. I mean, it, it, it happens. When does this start? When does enough things happen with Brie that we start saying she's an unsafe worker? Because obviously, we this is coming on the heels of the two botched suicide dives that was that could have easily hurt either herself or other people. Uh, it's coming on the heels of, of of a couple of different botches, and like you said, you brought up later in the match where she just decks somebody in the face like that. Don't, don't um, forget completely blowing the finish at Hell in a Cell, too. Yeah, uh, completely blowing Daniel Bryan at Hell in a Cell as well. It's one of those. It's one of those things where you have to start going. This is someone who's been in the WWE for a decade, and has been wrestling longer than Liv Morgan was able to say her ABCs. When why is why is we why is she having so many fucking issues right now with being safe in the ring and performing moves and and 
why, you know, she's rebuilt. She's going to continue to get a focal point on her. But when do we start, when do we take her out of the fucking ring before she seriously injures somebody? Well, I, I specifically remember a couple of weeks back when uh, she needs Zelina Vega's face off um, saying that I think she just needs she just needs a little bit more time, maybe outside the ring. Definitely not being on both shows every fucking week, but getting more time, a little little more like just getting back into the swing of things because she hadn't wrestled in quite a long time. It just getting some of those reps outside the ring and maybe maybe once every couple weeks wrestling not twice a week i mean she's it's it it, maybe this was uh, a little bit of Liv morgan's fault but it i think going back to just some of the other things that she had done wrong it just looks really bad on brie bella and she really they really need to reevaluate how they're using her going forward. They can't. I, I can't see the, her being on both shows every week when she's, when, especially after this, especially after they're seriously, you know, concussing somebody with a with a supposed safe move like kicks to the chest. So at the risk of being that guy, on one hand, your point is that she needs more reps, and on the other hand, the point is that she should be competing in the ring less. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was gonna kind of stop you on that too. That's uh, well, but, but I mean, not she doesn't need to be on both shows. But every that's week. more reps. That's more experience. Yeah. That's more ring time. But the, the but larger it's proving point, not to work. The larger point is that, as we know, during Daniel Bryan's preparation for his comeback, he was working in the ring with Bree. Bree was his training partner. So I mean, she was in the ring. So this the ring rust aspect of it, sort of. I mean. There is an element of getting sort of your ring legs back under you in a competitive situation in front of a live crowd, but Bree has never been a good worker. <laughs> like yeah. Nikki's always been the better worker of the two by far, um, which is odd and proves that wrestling ability is certainly not sexually transmitted. But um, I, I just I, I don't know why all of a sudden we think that Bree with more reps is going to get better when after she's been in the company for like ten years now and still hasn't really gotten better. Yeah, I suppose that's true. That's I true. think it's just, it's just. Um, I, I think, I, I think what I mean is, is she's, she's probably the person we see the most every week. And yeah, that's more reps. But as we're going through the weeks, it's maybe what I said was not not proper. You're right, but she, it's not working. What's, whatever's happening is not working. And, she, and I, mean, even, I know she wasn't a great wrestler back then, but she wasn't. She wasn't kneeing people square in the face. She wasn't knocking people out. She wasn't almost killing herself with suicide dives then. At least, well, she she, well, she, 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 she also she also wasn't doing it. She wasn't doing suicide dives back in the day. And I think a lot of it has to do with the current talent. She's trying to match the current talent in yeah. a lot of the moves they do. Yeah, and to that point, she wasn't doing that before because she was in 30-second bikini contest matches. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is a different level of competition, and the expectations of a women's match is significantly different than when Brie was you know, running at the top of her peak of, of performance. Yeah. yeah, it honestly feels like somebody who's, who's past their prime, who's trying to keep up with the new 25-year-old old guys and, or, or women in the ring 
but they've never they've never been given those kind of fundamentals throughout their career. They they've wrestled a certain way, and now they're trying to do something completely different that's completely outside of their comfort zone. And this this is the end result of it. Well, and over and above all that, how about Bree just does Bree's fucking moves and stops trying to be the female version of Daniel Bryan because she's not. Yeah. There's that. There, there's that too, and there's a reason why the yes kicks look so fucking ridiculous. Where the where your opponent is literally sitting there, arching their back, and just standing there and taking the move, and as opposed to Liv Morgan, who was head banging while trying to take the move. There's a reason why like the Miz is looked at as somebody who's really safe. You know, the the yes kicks may not look as good on him, but it's safe. He's standing there. He's you know, flexing his chest and preparing for the move, he's not shaking all over the place like Liv was during that move. So that's where you get a little bit of the inexperience of Liv Morgan as a worker who's overselling a little bit and, and being a little bit dangerous. And you get the uh, the the inability of Brie Bella to do moves properly and not being able to adjust to somebody's level of talent. Uh, you know, you look at you look at guys like AJ Styles and, and and John Cena, there's a reason why they look at those guys and be, oh, they can get a great match on everybody, because they can adjust their style to somebody else's abilities, whereas Bella is not talented enough to adjust her style and adjust the moves in order to... You, you could have just you stopped know. it. Bella is not talented enough. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I understand. Um, but again, this this I, I know that Brie is getting completely obliterated online and everything of like that. Corey Graves actually took to Twitter, broke his Twitter silence uh, to defend Brie Bella, because of course he did. Um, but yeah, I wanted to to kind of get, I, I, I like that we have somebody like Jason, who obviously, you know, is, can take the perspective of uh, of like an in-ring worker and, and the workers and me and, and Jeff can definitely take the side of of observers on TV. So... Um, but it seems, yeah. and, and that's sort of the point. Like shit goes wrong in the ring. Shit goes wrong in the ring, no matter who you are, no matter how long you've been doing this. There's just no formula for when something goes wrong in there. Um, I think the only reason this is really even an issue, like I said, is the um, the the totality of all these fuck ups in a very short period of time. And sometimes, as a performer, when you have that sort of fuck-ups, that, that sequence of fuck-ups, it gets in your head. It's the same thing with a pro athlete who, you know, misses four free throws in a row. Well, you know the fucking fifth one ain't going in. Um, so I think this might just be some of that. Maybe a couple weeks, she takes a step back for a week or two. Maybe it sort of fixes things a little bit. All right. So I decided to uh, save the worst for last for Raw um, because the Kevin Owens show, which I know... It, it pains me to say that the Kevin Owens show was one of the worst pre- aspects of Raw. But the Kevin Owens show now has a band leader in Elias. And their their guest this week was Leo Rush. This is when um, you're fucking with us, right? Um, yeah, that, that's fake. Uh, of course, <laughs> this will, um, but the, there was actually a Kevin Owens show, Elias is the band leader, and Leo Rush was a guest on it. Um so the whole thing, um, obviously, is just to set up Elias and Owens facing Lashley and Cena down under. Uh, but, of course, John Cena had more important things to do than show up for his own feud. Um, oh, would you fucking want to show up, given how they've presented Bobby Lashley and Kevin no. Owens lately? Would no, you want to be associated with this shit any more than you absolutely had to be? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so um, essentially... Leo Rush came out. He did not get into the ring because obviously he knew what would happen if that that would go on. Um, 
Yeah. Honestly, Leo Rush should probably be a heel because he's a cocky, annoying asshole. Um, and he also wears the same size clothes as my daughter. Uh, but which, by the uh, way, I wasn't on the I wasn't on the truncated show you guys had last week. But can yeah. I just fucking say Elias with the all right, whose kid is this? With yeah. Leo Rush was one of the funniest fucking things I've seen on Raw in quite a long time. Yeah, uh, they did. They did double down on that a little bit because um, when they invited Leo Rush to come into the ring, Kevin Owens brought out a booster seat for him. So, <laughs> um, but of course, Leo Rush, um, who not only says "my man Bobby Lashley," but also does a lot of he. I noticed he has a, a thing now where each one of his sentences is punctuated with "yeah." <laughs> Yeah, haha. Yeah, haha. Every fucking time. Oh. Like every sentence he says, every other sentence. Yeah, haha. So, anyways. Um, so, I assume, I assume, because I haven't seen it, uh-huh. I'm going to assume that this segment ended with Leo Rush taking a Canadian destroyer off a ladder through two tables and then popping right up. No, sadly, <laughs> um, this, this ended with a Bobby Lashley match. Oh. Like, um,. Uh, against uh, I up for article suplex. Uh, no, no. Um, but anyways, uh, it it was a nothing thing. The the segment itself was was next to nothing as well. And they did a little bit. They did a lot of running after Leo Rush again. He ran around. He did wa- wind up getting taken out. Um, but again, I mean, is the the big question here is is this the the best that WWE can do with Bobby Lashley? No. Well, no. so 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 hold on, because there's two possible answers to that. Mm-hmm. Is it the best a good creative team could do with Bobby Lashley? No. Is it the best that WWE can do with Bobby Lashley? Sadly, I'm thinking it's that might be true. It seems that way. I don't know. It's just it always I always harken back to him him and his feud with the Roman Reigns and how much promise it showed. So I I don't know. I I feel like he has. Once again, he has the ability to be amazing when it seems like there's something legitimate for him. And unfortunately, Kevin Owens, they're booking him like shit. And they're booking Bobby Lashley like shit. So throw, I mean, they have some sort of common thing with Sami Zayn, so why not throw, at least, at least there's that, where there's some sort of connection between the two, and it's not just somebody attacking somebody else because one's a heel and one's a face. Um, at least there's some sort of comic connection. Um, unfortunately, it's just, it sounds like it's not entertaining whatsoever. Yeah. It, ha- it wasn't last week. It, does- it sounds like it was more the same this week. Um, did, did the- how did this match end? It was what Bobby Lashley against, was it Kevin Owens or Elias? Uh, I just had a stroke. Hold on, let me, let me check again. Because <laughs> now, now I'm second guessing myself. Because I'm like, I was like, how did that match end? Hold on a second. Okay. Um. Well, anyway, just going back to sorry, Bobby it was Bobby Lashley. Lashley. It was Bobby Lashley against Elias, but it ended in DQ. Yeah. Oh, oh, of course, yeah, of course. Um, it was just more of Leo Rush just running, running yep. away from Kevin Owens. Yes. Yep. Of of course. And Kevin Owens got him though. He did, yeah. So I hope I hope he powerbombed the shit out of him on the apron. Uh, no, he got a clothesline on him. Uh, this episode of Raw got a 3.5 rating on CageMatch.net, though. So that tells you 
You guys picked a good week to not watch the product, so... I did sleep well. <laughs> good God, this shit's terrible. I, I, yeah. assume I assume this is going to be a recurring theme every week now, where I don't have to watch the shows? Uh, Why don't we not. switch it up? Why, why doesn't Troy not watch it next week? Well, that would, be just, that would just be a normal show, then. How about Troy and I don't watch it and Jeff does? That would mean that uh, Jeff right. is the that. That's fine. I'll do it. I don't care. We'll talk I'm probably not going to watch it. But yeah. All right. Anyways, we'll talk about it later. Um, let's let's move on to SmackDown, which by the way got a 5.63 rating, so it tells you which show people liked more. All right. Uh, let's talk about. <laughs> um, so before we start, uh, I just want to bring up the fact that Paige has lost a lot of weight, and she looks fucking amazing. Um, moving right along. <laughs> just wanted to say. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, I just I just think that she looks great. So, so um, that asshole who called her a I fat pig outside the show was wrong. Is that what you said? Well, he was he, he was no, wrong. Even with, I was she, say, he, she, he motivated her. Well, she never <laughs> she was never she was never a fat pig. She just you know obviously when when you can't train for a while because you're you're hurt or like that, there tends to be a chance that you might put a little extra weight on her. Um, I know that she's able to do at least some stuff. Not obviously anything too extraneous, but yeah, you know, she she's looking really good. Uh, so we had a contract signing between Joey Snow oh, of course we did, and AJ Styles. Oh my God, are you fucking kidding? So uh, how do you how do you think? So so let me ask you, Jeff. How do you think that the contract signing between Joey Samoe and AJ Styles went? How do you think it ended? Well, didn't they already have one, right? Oh no, 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 they didn't. It was wasn't it like they were supposed to have a contract signing and Joe uh, Samoa Joe snuck up on him and choked him out and signed it himself or some shit. So he he didn't sign it, but he choked him out. But now this week they were supposed to actually have the signing. So okay, uh, all right, so I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna okay, guess. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, um, I'm gonna guess. Um, AJ Styles is in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Samoa Joe just never showed up. Okay. Never came to the ring. And, um, like, uh, AJ Styles is like, come out here, you coward. Is that a good AJ Styles impression, you think? I, I guess. You gotta talk about here. Coward, coward is Daniel Bryan's line. Yeah. Oh. Uh, all right. Well, come out here, you, you pussy. <laughs> all right. And, uh, and then this is already Samoa a far Joe, more like, interesting show than anything they've put on in a while. Yeah, I know. And then, and then, uh, it, it uh, Samojo appears on the on the the big Titan Tron or whatever you want to call it now, okay. and he's uh, he's like he's like with AJ Styles' family, and he just he's just sucking face with uh with Wendy. Okay, interesting. Take that. Okay, and Jason, how do you think that the contract signing ended? Um, with anal. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you're both pretty close because uh, Joey Samoa elected to skip his contract signing and instead rape Wendy Styles. So wow. style. Wow. That was very so, close. Styles is in the ring, and of Who course they ever go more more PG than WWE did. Yep. Um, so of course Styles says, or Styles Styles is waiting for them. Paige is in the ring with them. They're they're waiting for him, and Samoa Joe appears on the Titantron. And he's outside of the Styles household. 
Um, he we we know this because he is next to a ten dollar mailbox with styles written across it. Because, <laughs> oh, no. because of course, I'm sure that Alan and Wendy Jones have a ten dollar mailbox with styles written across it. So <laughs> uh, Joey tells Styles to call his wife, but oh wait, Styles doesn't have pockets and he doesn't take his phone to the ring with him. The oh you don't bring your phone to the ring with you was an actual line that Samoa Joe said. Why would any wrestler put his cell phone in their pocket if they're going to wrestle? Hey, he wasn't uh, going to wrestle. He's going to sign a contract, and he got kids. Well, uh, AJ Styles was in, with you, man. Yeah, but AJ Styles was should have worn his mom jeans to the ring. Yeah. So uh, Joe shows that he has a lovely doll for doll for Styles' kid, uh, one of them, um, and he says that uh, uh, he doesn't. He's he's glad that Styles doesn't have his phone because. He doesn't want to ruin a surprise, and he proceeds to walk up and ring the doorbell, and then we cut to black. So we have implied anal. Um, <laughs> also, wow, that's how it ended. That's how it, that's how the segment ended. So implied anal might be the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so so two things. One, Styles says that Joe has an opportunity at Super Show Down Under to face him, but Styles didn't sign the contract. So why is it important that he signs a contract if we already have the match official? That's number one. <laughs> number two. <laughs> How does Paige not know that one of her talent is one not present and two in a different fucking state than they are? Because as okay, we know, Paige he's is too busy losing weight. <laughs> I guess. But how do you not know that one of your your talent is in Georgia? Instead of wherever the fuck uh, SmackDown was. Um, I mean, we all know that Paige likes some dick. She just wanted Samoa <laughs> Joe to pass pass some of the dick around. That's all. Okay. 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 She just did, she knew. She just didn't want to say anything. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Jason. What's up? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Do you have anything to contribute to this podcast that you're a host of? That's, that's my gimmick, first of all, and you can't fucking <laughs> can't take my gimmick. I only have one. No, I no, mean I have two. That's all. It's uh, it's just sort of. I guess this is sort of what I expected to happen. Not the the last week I watched the show because they had made a reference to the fact Samoa Joe had said he was going to go to AJ Styles' house. And then he showed up on the fucking show anyway and said he wasn't going to his house. So, of course, this week when he's supposed to be on the show, he goes to the house. Um, so it doesn't shock me that they did this. Um, the problem is that this is this is sort of the problem WWE has in a lot of ways. They're sort of trying to always take something that was really popular and really good and recreate it with their current guys. So, of course, now we're going to try to recreate, you know, Stone Cold invades Brian Pillman's house. Um, but we got to do it in pg and we got to do it in a way that's not you know offensive or a problem for the censors or the sponsors or the people paying us millions of dollars for our tv product so you get a watered down sort of shitty version all right fair enough yeah. uh so rest in is peace wendy styles is asshole <laughs> is this is this how the show ended it was this the last segment or was this like in the middle of the show um, I'm trying to think how it, I don't think it's how it I'm, ended. I, I, I was, was say, I'm, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah, asking you so many goddamn I, questions. You know, man, I watched this shit so out of order. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
No, I don't. I don't think that that was the final thing. Um, I, I did. I did want to make mention. The other thing that I did watch does not appear on the Perfect Ten, and I just want to say that uh, I think it was uh, Connor from the Ascension won a match. Everybody should know that. Uh, yes, he did. That's. Uh, I think that's newsworthy. Okay, Connor won a match. There, end of news. Good. Done. Just want everybody to know. Okay. You beat Chad um, Gable. Like they're actually kind of like. That's how low Chad Gable and Bobby La- Bobby Roode, Bobby, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Roode are, that they lost the match to the Ascension, essentially. Okay. Um, so I, I was incorrect. Lost the match that, to the Ascension, essentially. That was what I guess. So first off, that that didn't happen on SmackDown, by the way. I just Which, I just had to say it. Okay. I'm just I'm just telling you it didn't actually occur on SmackDown. Oh. Um, in fact, I don't know where it is. Um, you, you're telling me that this happened, but wait, weren't you the one that was supposed to watch the shows this week? I did. This Look, whole man, fucking I'm, thing I'm, goes off the rails. Sorry, you, it, it was on Raw. Sorry, it was on Raw. Look, it's a match with Connor and Chad Gable. You think I fucking care about a match with Connor and Chad Gable? Um, but yes, uh, SmackDown did end with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. That's how the show went off the air. Implied, implied anal. Wow. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura had to face Ty Dillinger in a match where if Ty won, he would get a U.S. title shot. Uh, Randy Orton interrupted the match, meaning that um, it was a no contest. So Ty Dillinger doesn't get his U.S. title shot, but... He may be in an actual main roster feud. So with Jeff Hardy dead and Orton yet again fucking up someone who is facing Shinsuke, will we eventually get Shinsuke and Randy as a team? Or is it just that Randy likes to fuck with people who fuck with Asian people? Um, well, the... Uh, so are you suggesting that Ty Dillinger versus Randy Orton is going to be the program or Ty Dillinger versus Shinsuke is going to be the program? I'm I'm insinuating that Ty Dillinger versus Randy Orton is much like when Jeff Hardy had a, a chance to face Shinsuke Nakamura, Randy kept fucking with him, and that became the feud. Okay, but even if that's the case, I can't imagine that being more than a couple weeks TV program where Dillinger eventually just gets his ass kicked. Um, th- listen, there's a whole roster up and down, and we we feel like we we sort of talk touch on this every single week, but there's a roster up and down full of guys that you know any fucking indie promotion could get and put on amazing shows with, but they don't fucking use. So uh, Dillinger just being another one of those guys and, you know, Mike Bennett, and we could go up and down the roster. These guys are all over the place. Sanity here. I I mean, the list goes on and on. This is just another one. So every now and then they throw those guys a breadcrumb. You know, Mm -hmm. Mike Bennett will get to be part of a backstage pull apart and get on camera a little bit and, Dillinger will get a match or a backstage segment with R-Truth, and I have I, I just have at this point no reason to believe they're going to actually do anything with anybody except the 15 guys they, they actually work into actual programs throughout the course of the year. Right. Yeah, that's um, fair. Um, yeah. I think, has I think been, with it, Ty Dillinger... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, it has been two months since Ty Dillinger was actually in a match on TV, and it was Samoa Joe that beat him. Um, so it was his first match in two months, technically. If you don't cut so all the house shows. You said this was a, a no contest, right? 
Correct. It is it is listed as no contest. It is not listed as a Ty Dillinger win. Should be, okay. because all Randy Orton did was attack Ty Dillinger, and it used to mean that it was a DQ finish for the person that got attacked. But it's listed okay. as a no contest. That was my next question. Yeah, I was going to say, did he just attack Ty Dellinger? But, all right, so it's just no contest. All right, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Randy Orton attacked. So, is, does that mean um, that... So, it would be. I think it would be cool to see Ty Dellinger on TV. Um, <laughs> going back to Jason's point, um, uh, I don't think they're going to do anything with it. But it would at least mean that we get to see... I mean, we've seen R-Truth on TV for how many weeks now? And at, we might get to see Ty Dillinger on TV a couple weeks now. That would be cool. Well, at least R-Truth, he's, like, R-Truth is on TV to sell the Mixed Match Challenge. But yeah, I, I see your point. Yeah, I mean, he's at least on TV. He wrestled in a main event. He mm-hmm. made he was made to look stronger than Almas at one point. Because um, he beat The Miz. Um, but, um, anyway, uh, I guess, uh, with, with Ty Dillinger, they're, they're not going to do much with him. Like Jason said, if they do do a feud, it'll just be for a couple weeks and he'll get squashed probably. And, but I still think that's better than just, like you said, he wasn't on a match. He wasn't in a match for two months. Yep. It'd be nice to see him on TV to do some things. Um, but after that, maybe just you just don't have to you don't have to keep him on the roster anymore maybe just just let the guy do his thing yeah but they won't they'll just hold him in contempt probably but hey you know the guy the guy gutted it out for for 10 years on the independence and and in developmental uh for one day to um you know wrestle 27 matches in four years in wb so Who's that? Come out, come out as number ten in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, twice. Well, see, and so here's the fucking issue with that: is that this guy was over like Rover down in fucking NXT, and they could have put him in a main event program for the NXT Championship down there, and the fans would have bought it, and the fans would have loved it, and it would have gotten over. Um, but we didn't. We called him up because you know why we called him up? We called him up because he was number ten in the Royal Rumble, and the fucking crowd popped like crazy. And Vince McMahon heard that fucking pop, and he heard those ten chants. He went, "This guy's fucking over. I want him fucking on the main roster. Like, let's do this now." And uh, so they call him up, and then as soon as they call him up, Vince McMahon goes, "What the fuck are they chanting ten for? I don't fucking. I don't want to hear him fucking take him off TV so they don't chant ten anymore." Yeah. Like you can't fucking win. <laughs> The yeah, crowd fucking no. chants for you, so you get called up, but then the crowd's chanting something that fucking Vince decides he doesn't like that day, so now you're off TV for four months. Yeah. This, and, this of course... And he goes, get, get, get Ty Dellinger in there, and then get Dick Fingers to fucking beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Why does it always come back to Cox with you, Jeff? I like to talk about him. I mean, well, I don't know. Jeff, Cox, and Cumming are all things that you're always going to hear about I mean, on the Rand, show. Randy Orton's my favorite wrestler, so... There you go. Um, I, I hope that uh, that we can finally stop referring to a couple of years ago when Triple H said that whenever guys get called up to the main roster, he he only will let them get called up if they have like three months of, of feuds built up, because that shit hasn't been relevant in a long fucking time. But people still bring it up every time there's a new new NXT call up. I can't wait till Lars Sullivan comes to the main roster, gets a quick push, and then it's like becomes the next big cast. I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even put him in big cast levels. Big cast at least got to be on a couple of pay per views. 
I think eventually they're just going to eventually when Connor dies of blocked arteries, they're just going to put Lars Sullivan <laughs> in that role and just and all of a sudden it'll be like, wait, has Lars Sullivan always been a part of the Ascension? When did that happen? That's what's going to happen. Anyways, moving right along. <laughs> um, Rusev and Lana were upset over Aiden English betraying them, so of course, Aiden English came to explain himself. Uh, he informed them that Lana is to blame. Uh, he also was wearing a lovely Happy Aiden Day t-shirt, which I really enjoyed. Mm. Um, he explained that if it wasn't for it for himself, Rusev would not be as big as he is now, and Lana joined, joining with them derailed them. Uh, then Aiden clumsily explains that Lana, who's number one and is great, is maybe not always honest, and then insinuates that he banged her in Milwaukee. Um, Good for Aiden English, first of all. Yeah. Uh, he also claims he has video evidence that he will show next week, so I'm guessing uh, he was going to you know, help her hit some of those high notes. Uh, so what what do we think about another storyline where a woman is a cheating whore in WWE? Well, I mean, this is far um, from the first time we've gone down this road with Lana, right? I mean, we had the the thing where The Rock basically told Rusev to his face, I fucked your wife, right? Yeah, and, uh, uh, and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, yeah. well, the, uh, the Rock, well, Rusev the stood rock, there. The Rock fucked Dolph Ziggler, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, well, the, well, the Rusev stood there like a fucking cock the whole time. Yeah. Uh, completely emasculated and doing nothing to the rock as he tells him he fucked his wife um in english is xavier woods what's that what (laughs) nothing keep going (laughs) no that's about it i just this is not the first time we've gone down this road with lana and it sort of seems stupid at this point i mean they even did a thing where enzo was trying to fuck her in a hotel room and i mean this is just fucking old school at this point it's nothing new he was gripping his consensual penis. This is true too. Yeah, it's it's just, I'm a little disappointed to hear that because I was really looking forward to the Aiden English Rusev like feud. Um, I think I'll, I'll probably go back and at least watch that segment um, and uh, have a better idea of what's going on then. But um, see, I thought Aiden English would be pretty good as. Uh, I, I'm, I'm happy that he's wearing a happy Aiden Day shirt. And that's that's pretty cool. Um, uh, but to go this route and involve, you know, English and fucking Lana is it's a it's kind of like you don't need it for this feud. I mean, you built up week after week how uh, you know English was screwing Rusev out of victories. And then they got back together and they were winning. And then Rusev kept losing. Oh, I like that shirt. It's awesome. That's a really good shirt. Um, available now at WWE.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsored by WWE.com. Or Shop Zone if you're like Sal. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, like I said, I, I really am. I, I hope Aiden English can prove to be a, a good heel. Uh, Rusev, how, what did was Rusev on the mic beforehand? Or? <laughs> By the way, if you type in Happy Aiden Day, Google asks, did you mean Happy AIDS Day? <laughs> <laughs> so did you? Uh, yes, I did. Um, yes, Rusev and Lana started off by saying that, you know, that they were upset that uh, Aiden English uh, turned on them and, and on, on, on Rusev Day, no less. 
Oh yeah, of course. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I want this to be the feud that I carry. I, I care about the most because, like I said last week, I'm, I'm a big Aiden English fan. And I, I think he he can be a really good heel. So I hope, I really hope it doesn't keep going forward. Wait, I'm reading something. Uh, I, I just looked it up. He said something about having video proof, too. That's what I said. He has video evidence. So he has a sex uh, tape with, with, uh, um, with Lana. Yeah, debuting on por- Pornhub. <laughs> well, it would, see, that's the thing, too, is he insinuated all this. He said, you're, 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 you want to be honest, but you, did you tell him about that, that night in Milwaukee? So... Yeah, we're like playing that. Oh, he's insinuating that maybe he she fucked him or whatever that. But maybe it's just that she helped somebody beat him or something like that. Who knows at this point? It's WWE. Well, and I think we yeah, should yeah. go I, to our um, our local Milwaukee representative to ask us what actually tell us what actually happened. Well, considering I was there, um, and and I was the one actually holding holding the videotape because it, it gets it gets too gets too shaky when when the performers actually do it. Uh, I can assure you. That uh, um, she is as bald as Aiden English is. So, mm. yeah. Uh, which, she's, by the she's way, got, she's got she's got hair on on the outsides and no hair in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, he started to grow his hair back, which not a good look for him. No, he should he should have he should have stuck with the buzzed head. Yeah. Um, yeah. As as your local Milwaukee correspondent, um, I will tell you that yeah, uh, Lana did definitely um, you know. Bang the guy that used to be with Simon Gotch. So, <laughs> no, I, 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 one last thing, and then we'll move on. I just wanted to say, um, I do, I do like the fact that you, you told us that uh, Aiden English was blaming Lana for them breaking up. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that part. I think that's probably the stronger part of the feud to go with, um, because them to get them together, like they kind of made each other. I guess, like. They were both kind of doing nothing, and then when they got together, they were, they were like, they were huge. They became huge. The Rusev Day thing got over like crazy, um, and even you know, I, I like the heel turning on, blaming it on somebody else, and but I don't like the fact that he's insinuating that he fucked her. I, I think that's stupid. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see what happened. Um, I guess next week on SmackDown. Uh, so I to, to see that sex tape. I do too. Um, <laughs> I, just because Aiden English has such an odd body, I just want to see. Oh, I really, God, I, I, know. I really hope since he's so white that he's got wait, that wait, weird. So Aiden English and Lana have a sex tape, and you want to see it for Aiden English? I've seen Lana naked, dude. <laughs> I want to see it for Aiden English. Yeah, that, that guy's fucking hung like a horse. See, and that's the thing too is like because he's so white. I hope he has one of those like odd like multicolored dicks where like halfway through <laughs> it changes to a different color. Just oh, just really God. weird. Oh, well, while we're on the topic of it in English, uh, Shal Guerrero is returning to the world of professional wrestling when it's Troy's oh. favorite. Oh. It's funny you took the words. I was gonna say I was gonna say Troy's favorite wrestler was gonna come. How, I wonder how <laughs> she feels about this. Well, you saw I, I sent those pictures recently of her. That those were newer mm-hmm. pictures of her. Um. Anyways, so fan. Uh, I'm a fan of the way she looks now. I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of the the work she used to do in the ring. Yeah, it's <sighs> here nor there. Yeah, that's right. 
Okay, so um, I save this <clears throat> for the last of SmackDown because uh, I'm sure this will make Jason very happy. We are supposed to get an episode of Miz TV, but instead we got Truth TV with our truth and Carmella with her hot ass new hair. Um, yeah, she's so our net now, right? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. She's getting. She's she she claims she's getting back to her roots, um, which is a pun, but it's still accurate because that is close to her normal hair color. Uh, so, our truth and Carmella welcome Daniel Bryan to the talk show. Um, truth says that with the help of the other Carmella, Daniel Bryan was able to fight off Miz last week. Yes, he called Brie Bella the other Carmella. Uh, <laughs> truth asks a question to Daniel Bryan, but before Daniel can answer, Truth says. Uh, he has been informed by Carmella that it's time for their five-second dance break, which they then get up and dance. Uh, Miz eventually interrupts the program. I hope Miz, you're making this shit up, right? I am not, dude. This is what's so sad about it. I'm, I was typing this up. I'm like, I was like, he's going to think I'm making this shit up, but this actually happened. There's a <laughs> dance break. They, have, they had a five-second dance break. Uh, Miz interrupts and says that Brian cannot beat him because Brian will never cheat to win. Uh, Truth then says, because The Miz interrupted, he had to cancel his animal segment of the show. And then he, this is his words, banded Miz from Truth TV. He, of course, meant to say he banned him. Um, But before they can continue, it's time for another five-second dance break. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. There's a second one? There's a second one. Uh, Then R-Truth says that Miz can get the rights back to Miz TV if he can beat him next week on SmackDown. Wow. We're going to have the Miz vs. R-Truth for the rights to a fake talk show that the Miz made up on SmackDown next week. This is... Main event? Probably. This is the Daniel Bryan Miz feud that we've been wanting. (laughs) Just insert our truth in there, and you get the best fucking feud possible. Wait, are you talking uh, about Carmella? And Carmella's in there too, yeah. Well, no, because he said insert our truth into there, so I don't know if he's. Well, yeah. well, our truth is just such garbage that I figured I'd, you know. <laughs> right, I'll take the unpopular position that I enjoy our truth. He's like a uh, one of those uh, what is it, dirty little pleasures that you. Um, uh, Jim. What's that? <clears throat> Uh, minstrel show? What? <laughs> um, but you know his shit pop. Like I should say, I like our truth when he he pops on, says something funny, and gets the fuck out. I don't want him in a long term fucking storyline. Um, when we're discussing the ladder match, and he comes out and talks about how he's going to climb the top of the ladder, and they say you're not in the match, and he goes, "Oh, my bad," and he leaves. That's fucking great. That's that's our truth at his best. Um, if we're building an actual storyline and angle around it, then fuck that. Yeah, you know, fucking two five-second dance breaks. That's fantastic. Love that. I mean, um, let's let's be honest here. Carmelo was shaking her ass during it, so at least there was that. Well, hey. I'm going to go right, back I'm and all, watch I'm all for that. it then. I'm all for it then. Yeah. But that's yeah, that's that's what happened on SmackDown. That opened the show, by the way. And it's got a 5.3? Yes. <laughs> oh, Okay. Sounds like an episode of Raw. <laughs> right. 
Um, I think so, the important yeah. thing is that I continue to be the guy that doesn't watch the shows. Hmm. That's what I I'm, mean, I slept so well this week. This is what I'm getting it's from It's really this hard for me to ever agree to watch it and you guys not, because I'll be just so jealous when I get on the fucking on the podcast that I'll just be angry the whole time. That might be interesting in and of itself. Yeah, you guys would be like, did that really happen? I'll be like, yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I had the opportunities um, throughout this to make up fake shit, but decided not to just because some of the things were like, this sounds like I'm making it up. It's so bad. Okay, I got we we gotta move on to the next topic because I gotta know who the team of awe it's comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, you couldn't get that one. I knew that one immediately. You didn't figure that out. I knew it was it. I knew who it was immediately. Ah, uh, it's come. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay, Oscar yeah. and Miss. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyways, um. So, the Mixed Match Challenge was again, um, I guess, live this week. Lashley and James, which I guess they're, oh, what were they, Dominating Country or something stupid like that, uh, beat country Mahalisha, which is Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. That's their shit, not that's mine. That, that's not a thing. And uh, uh, <laughs> it's uh, the team of Asuka and The Miz beat The Fabulous Truth, which is Carmella and R-Truth. Um, the so the matches themselves, um, Lashley and Jinder Mahal had a push-up contest in the middle of the match, um, which when when Lashley was beating Jinder Mahal, he forced Alicia Fox to sit on Lashley's back in order to make it harder for him. Um, but then uh, you know just got the shit kicked out of out dude, of him and lost. Dude, dude, I, I mean to interrupt here, but like, huh? like I may have to quit the show because like. Listening to this shit, like I don't know that I can go back to watching this now. Like, my I feel like my life has changed this week. Like, I feel like I've evolved as a person. Not fucking watching this shit. Yeah, you think that that's something that happened? Um, I mean, that's that's very possible. Oh, that that is definitely something that happens. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Um, by the way, I did read a really funny tweet. Hold that... on, I need to see that again. I missed it. Okay. That's Daniel Barnes' reaction. This is this is good radio, by the way. When I when I show the five second dance break on the thing. Um, oops. Let me go ahead and. Oops. Oh, that's even even better. Go ahead and replay that. Um. So yeah. So um, <laughs> I mean, if you. Well, I, if, I, I, w- I was just going to say, uh, Bobby Lash. I read a tweet about Bobby Lashley and Mickey James teaming together and how the fact that they really missed the opportunity to have their team name as the Ballad of Mickey Bobby. Now, <laughs> Renee Young brought that up um, on several oh, occasions. Oh, really? Yes. She, not, not the Ballad of Mickey, of Mickey Bobby, just saying that they should call themselves Mickey Bobby. So she uh, did actually bring it up. That was something that happened. Well, speaking of Renee, since we're on the topic of Renee... I know, Troy, for the patrons, you do your weekly uh, May Young Classic review. Did yep. you happen to catch the match between Ginny and Tony Storm last week where Renee Young, during commentary, said that Ginny's outfit was personally made by Alexander McQueen? Uh, only problem with that being that that dude's been fucking dead for a while. 
So I I mentioned the fact that she she brought that up, but I focused more on on Michael Cole bringing up a guy who's been dead for thirty years. Vince McMahon. Um, no, 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 the other guy, uh, Steve McQueen. Uh, so I guess I just focused on the wrong aspect of it, but that that entire conversation was was bad for everybody involved. I will say my favorite part of that whole thing was Michael Cole saying, "Yeah, during the season of NXT, I really just fucking shit all over these girls." Like, yeah, at least he yeah, owned that, it. Yeah, that happened. I mean, did he really though? Oh yeah, do, do you remember on. that show? Oh, I remember that show. Yeah, he shit all over them the whole time. Yeah, openly yeah, but, mocking them. Well, well anyways. Um, and then the uh, the match with uh, um, Team Odds come beating Fabulous Truth. This was just a shit show. A lot of dancing in it. Um, they because the Miz was the only person that people don't like in the match. He was just kind of made to look like a moron throughout the whole thing. Who was the Miz's uh, partner? Oscar. Who? Oscar. I don't remember her. Has she been around for a while or? Uh, Japanese broad, pretty decent tits. Oh, is she? Is where's she been? I haven't seen her since NXT. Um, nobody knows. Yeah. Anyways, hey, um, she's not. she was the girl who was once undefeated at some point. Yeah. Was that who yeah. you were talking about? I'm glad yeah. to call her oh, up for this shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, she she did win by um by submission, so that was something that happened. So the mixed match challenge continues to go on, and nobody knows if anyone is winning at this point because it's this weird round round robin bullshit. Hey, so our never... truth stayed strong. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. She's never actually had a title in the WWE, but she's won a mixed match challenge. So fuck you, Charlotte and Becky. Yep, that's right. Although uh, both of those people have an opportunity to win it this year. So okay, so moving right along to our main events of the evening, the WWE right now on their weekly product. Is are setting up storylines for the Mixed Match Challenge, the Showdown Under, the Greatest Royal Rumble, no, no, the Crown Jewel, and whatever the fuck pay-per-view is right uh, coming up here. Are they doing too much right now, and is it hurting the weekly product to have to try to book four different events on weekly television? Oh, it's a fucking shit show. They're, they're promoting so much shit they don't even know, they can't even keep it straight. Where where is the fucking Becky Lynch Charlotte rematch? Because I'm pretty sure they're having it at Super Showdown. The only one I know where they're not having it is at the fucking uh, Saudi show. Because you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> they're having it everywhere else. So uh, which match are you promoting? Are you promoting the Saudi the the, the Australian one? Or are you promoting the Evolution one? Because I don't know which fucking one we're talking about. Um, is there really a fucking reason that we need to promote other than the fact that the show's in Australia that we need to fucking have? Asuka teaming up with fucking Naomi against the Iconics. That really need to be a fucking thing? No, well, but I guess we have to put it on TV because we got to promote that shit. Because, you know, Australia. Um, yeah, they've got themselves spread way so fucking thin at this point that they don't even... Like, they, they ended the brand split because they didn't want to oversaturate with too many things by having one pay-per-view for each brand a month. And we got, what, four pay-per-views in the next 30-day span. Yeah, uh, and like I said, with uh, um, with having that segment, the the Truth TV segment, you were having two members of that setting up their match for down for down under. You had 
two members, you had the other, had three members, not counting Daniel Bryan, setting up their match later in the day for the mixed match challenge. Um, and at this point, I'm I'm with you. I don't always know which show we're fucking talking about and setting things up. If if I wasn't looking right now at the Super Showdown under match card, I didn't realize that uh, Styles and Samoa Joe have their match at that. I thought that that was setting up for Crown Jewel. So I don't fucking know which event it has what fucking uh, match anymore on. Other than, like you said, any match with a woman that they're setting up is clearly in Australia because they actually respect women down there to an extent. Well, okay, so not only are they spreading themselves thin, it wouldn't be as bad if the booking wasn't so fucking terrible. Like, if the booking was at least good... You could be like, all right, they're, you know, they're just putting all these on for, you know, trying to get network subscriptions. But the fucking booking is so terrible. Like all these matches on the Super Showdown, how many of them do you really give a shit about? Like how many of them on fucking Evolution do you give a shit about? How many are announced? Evolution, Evolution? I want to see just for the novelty of it. Sure, Crown Jewel. Evolution. Evolution, I want to see because it's a mystery. Um, I do. The, want, the I do super- want to see Trish versus um, Alexa, just for the sort of. I love the, and as we'll talk about when I appear on Salvation this week, um, I love when you see like generational matches, like stars of different generations colliding. Um, so I'm, I'm all for that one. I don't really understand why we're not taking advantage of the opportunity to do something similar with Lita, but you know, whatever. Yeah, was she going against Mickey James? Yes. Uh, that's that's a good match. Um, that we've seen but, a bunch of yeah, times before. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's bad. Um, but no, it, it like I said, it really wouldn't like. I think Evolution is is, is its own entity, but the, the Crown Jewel and Super Showdown, it's like they're the same show, but they're in two different places. The, the biggest thing is we probably know they're going to be like glorified house shows. I mean, just like the greatest Royal Rumble kind of was a glorified house show. Hey, hey, hey. Um, Braun Strowman got that green belt. What yeah. green belt? What are you talking about? The green belt he got for winning the greatest Royal Rumble. That doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure. That I've I'm, never seen it again. They, they made it a pretty big prize that night. I'm guessing it's been defended a bunch of times. I, I, I just, I, I just, just skipping. I have no idea. I had never it's heard not, of it. It's not even on the line at at Crown Jewel. Oh, it must not be real then. Can't be real. I'm sure that's actually what they're battling for at Crown Jewel. That that's probably going to be the, the same exact prize. The, the, the development of progressiveness in Saudi Arabia, it's about as real as that. Mm. <laughs> so, by the way, that belt actually doesn't exist on WWE.com either, so... You can't, you like can't said, even buy gonna, a replica of it. going to be the prize for whoever is actually the crown jewel, as if it never happened at the Greater Sora Rumble. It's sort of like when they used to do the Royal Rumble, before they did the Royal Rumble as a big event, they used to do it at random house shows. It's sort of like that. Like, you don't actually get counted as a Royal Rumble winner, even though you technically won a Royal Rumble. I mean, the, By the way, the, do, you guys, the, do you guys know John Cena's in Super Showdown? Yes. Like, oh. did, like, did you guys know that Randy Savage won the first ever King of the Ring tournament? Did you know that Zack Ryder was the internet champion? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, that's 
Zack Ryder's Internet Championship belt has a more prestigious lineage than the greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> Oh, shit. It's been on uh, WWTV more times. It's true. All right, so if I could do um, like a like a dark match for our perfect 10 here, um, is it time to change the name of the Raw Women's Championship so it no longer has to say Raw Women? <laughs> I've said that since they fucking won, dude. Because... I noticed, um, so you know how WWE has a tendency to to send out custom championship belts for uh, sports teams that win uh, win big things. Or people who beat breast cancer. Yeah, exactly. So they sent out a replica of the Raw Women's Championship to the Storm, who won the WNBA Championship because that's a league that still exists, apparently. Um, and in all of the promotional stuff and all of the tweets and stuff like that, not one person referred to it as the Raw Women's Championship. They all refer to it as the WWE Women's Championship. Yeah. So why is it even called the Raw Women's Championship? Because you have to um, distinguish between that and the SmackDown title. Then call it the the World Women's Championship, like you do the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. I get I get distinguishing the tag teams by saying Raw and SmackDown tag teams because there's not a lot of names. I mean, you used to have the tag team belts and the World Tag Team belts. I get that. But change the names of the Raw and SmackDown Women's Make Championships. Make every title to on actually, Raw the Universal title. The Universal title. Women's Championship. Yeah, the Universal Women's Championship is a great name for it. No, it's not. Universal is not a great name for any championship. But but it's better than better than Raw Women, which is something that I fucking watch on Pornhub, which <laughs> I'm going to be doing after this. <laughs> watch. I'm going to type in. This is where Troy shares his screen and we get that yeah. on YouTube anymore. So, well, it looks like, uh, okay, well, surprisingly, when you when you Google raw women, it actually does come up with uh, um, actual WWE pictures. But that's probably just because, you know. What happens uh, when you Google submission sorority? Uh, I did notice that, though, when you type in raw women, they do come up with uh, some vitamins for women. Oh, uh, submission sorority. Okay, submission sorority. Um, the first result is a picture of Charlotte, Paige, and Becky Lynch, but they're all super fat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. I, I don't know why that is a thing. Um, it sounds very funny. That's really, really weird. Um, but that's something that exists. So go ahead and look that up. If you if you care to, that's the first that's the first thing. What the fuck is that? I have no clue, but go ahead and do it. Uh, there's the porno. Uh, it looks like it's about <laughs> is four it, things. Is that what down. that guy saw? Is that what that guy saw when he called fucking page fat? Yeah, Probably he must maybe. have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you go for just like the the regular results, um, <laughs> the first article is submission sorority porn series. Thanks WB for free publicity. So. <laughs> Uh, oh, there we go. Lesbian hazing group domination, sorority punishment, and BDSM. Available on Amazon.com. Amazon. Hmm. What does BDSM oh. stand for? Bondage? Uh, domination? Something slave and master. Yeah, that's all I know. Right. I, wait, slave and master? I thought yeah. it was pseudo masochism. What? Maybe you're right. Does. I don't. 
BDSM. <laughs> oh, well, oh boy. This wrestling podcast took a very different turn than we expected. Okay, so... Don't say you didn't learn anything on this episode, people. Okay. Yeah, sadism, masochism. You're right. Yeah. Bondage, discipline, dominance and submission, it. and sadomasochism. So, oh, 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 hello. Hello. <laughs> that's, that's some ass hello. right there. <laughs> hello. Wow. wow. Okay, that is, okay, okay. That are the same people in that. Is this a series? Oh. Wait a second, what? <laughs> what happened? That, these are the same people as the, the other ones. Two of the topics, and it was the same picture. Yeah. Well, it's not the same picture. It's the same people in the picture. Because then if you go over to discipline, come on. Now, now what happens if you Google Lemon Party? <laughs> Kids um, in the Sandbox? Lemon Party. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, there appears to be... <laughs> That's hot. Um... Optimism, there you go. Right there. There ain't no party like a Liz Lemon party, because a Lemon <laughs> party is mandatory. <laughs> uh, that appears to be a frog fucking another frog. I think he's got a top hat on. This is fucking. So, that's something that happens. Oh, look, somebody made a nice, tasty version, like a, an artist's version of it, if you scroll down a little. It's going. You'll see it. Oh, there it is. Nice. Look at that. Uh, there's also Lemon Grab, and they're apparently doing stuff, so. Ah, uh, Lemon Grab. <laughs> Alright. Anyways, um, so we're going <laughs> to go ahead and get this what back on. When, I visit, this gr- thing, when I visit Grandpa, he makes me watch the Lemon Party. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so that does part of the Lemon Party or the Donner Party, just saying. Um, <laughs> I, I think I could hold my own at the Donner Party. I mean, either way, you're, you're tasting penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh god. Anyways, I didn't let's think take it's a- time we wrap this shit up. Yep, let's take a look at what's going on around the independent circuit, at least around my neighborhood this week. ICW returns Thursday, September 27th. That's tonight to the Lapika Lounge. Doors open at 6:30 p.m. with a 7:15 bell time. All tickets are $50 ringside and can be reserved by request. But get there quickly. The main event will see the ICW alternative title online in a kitchen insanity match as the Dark Prophet Oren V takes on the hated one Kato with Miss Hatred. The ICW world title will be online as the Greek franchise GQ Giannis defends his title against the zombie princess Jimmy Jacobs. A 10-man tag survivor match will take place as insane evil threat dis Chase McCoy, <laughs> Sierra, Special Forces Garrison Creed and Corporal Robinson take on Rico De La Vega, the Caribbean Connection, Straight Hatred Jack Blackwell, and Zach McGuire with Miss Hatred. There will be a number one contenders match for the world title as Joey Jet Avalon takes on Marman Mar- Mario Andrew Cravello. A tag team title match will be on the line as the Bear Kingdom of Juan Hernandez and Osotoko take on the Foley brothers, Mo Foley and Pitstay. The Ghetto Booty Killer, Kaz Carter and Johnny Swashbuckle take on Just Sayin', Simon Says, and Jacob Hoffman. I just say Johnny Swashbuckle is my favorite name in any of these fucking reads. It is a great one. Uh, the Odd Couple, Doc Simmons and Derek St. Holmes, take on Aesop Mitchell and Tyler Sullivan. Go to Facebook.com, says ICW Milwaukee for more info. I have to say, it says Mo Foley, but is it Mo Foley Foley? Or is it just Mo Foley? 
I think we've been through this before. Have I? Oh, God. <laughs> oh. It's all the alcohol talking. I apologize. Oh, um, okay. The stars of Brew City Wrestling return Saturday, October 27th to the Elks Lodge in what? How do you say that? Waukesha. Wisconsin. Waukesha. Oh, okay. Waukesha, Wisconsin, for our annual Halloween Spooktacular with Nightmare on S- Springdale Road. Is it, is Bell it time Spooktacular? Set- it is, spooktac- it, it is spooktacular. I thought it was spooktacular because it's spoopy. Spoopy? It is spoopy. Ah. And, and Mofoley is just Mofoley, by the way. Okay, fair enough. It's, it's Dana's um, Pitstain Foley. Pitstain Foley. Yeah. Uh, bell, bell time set for 7.30. Doors open at 6.45 p.m. Tickets are $20 reserved ringside in advance $16, which can be purchased at BrewCityWrestling1.com or $18 at the door, and children 10 and under pay $10. We will have costume contests for adults and children. Then stay for the after party at the BCW Stars, with the BCW Stars. Bruce City Wrestling Tag Team Championship. Come on, man. (laughs) Axemen versus Hardcore Impact versus... (laughs) I can't, that's, that's too good. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that again. Bruce City Wrestling Tag Team Champion Lemon Party Match Axe Men versus Hardcore. No, Impact. Lemon Party Match. Stop putting it in there. <laughs> Evil Sierra versus Blue Phoenix Vanessa Azure. Uh, more info coming at www.brucecitywrestling1.com. Twitter at BCW1, Facebook at Bruce City Wrestling One, and Instagram at Bruce City Wrestling. Uh, Atlantic Pro Wrestling returns to the Newburyport Elks Lodge on Saturday night, October 20th, for the Gil Bonk Memorial Wrestle Royal. For the first time ever, the Gil Bonk will feature 30 participants. You want to be there to witness Atlantic Pro Wrestling history. Who will outlast the field? Scheduled to appear, the Bitter King, Buddy Romano, Stiff Mike, the Mad Dog, Margarici, Champagne, Joe Moakley, Big Gun, Jim Sargent, the Hampton Beach bad boy Hunter Ward, Jake Sargent, Mass Appeal, Travis Gillette, the Canadian legend Matt Loudon, and many more. Stay tuned for information surrounding this historic event. Reserved floor, front row seats, $15. Advanced general admission, 10 or $12 at the door. Doors open at 6 p.m. Bell time at 6.30, so the show can be over before 9.30 and Adam gets sleepy. Well played. <laughs> nice. That does it for the rundown for this Thursday, September 27th. It has been three days since Rebilla killed anybody. <laughs> so just to be clear, I don't have to watch this stuff next week, right? I guess not. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, you can like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com, just Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Podcast. Email the show, rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 617-863-6967. That's 61-RUNDOWN7. We're also on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling, where you can, as Jason alluded to earlier, listen to me talk about the Mae Young Classic, as well as whatever the fuck Adam's show is that he's doing right now. Um, what was it again? The, the, the poop shoot? The crap shoot. Whatever. Same thing. Listen to our friends at Kingpin Brian Malonis and Mike Crack on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing, with new podcasts every Monday. Go to facebook.com slash the WPN or the WPN com and for the record i used to be one of those people that would pile on crockett for not watching the current product and that dude had it fucking right i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's it's tough being a ref 
Check out our friend Justin Michaels on his show, Yes Then Waltz, on Tough TV. Go to toughtv.com to stream it live. Stay tuned to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast to hear other shows. Next year, visited the Rundown Sit Down, WrestleMania Salvation, Glow Stick, and a brand new show to the network, the Nitromania Podcast. You can follow our host on Twitter at jstuart0920, at rockstartroy, at the missing Salzer effect, at Nitromania Pod, at WrestleMania Taz Mission, at Johnny Analog, and at Joker's Wild 702. And at Todd Lion Party Sobel. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks to Jason and Jeff. Thanks, Thanks Thank you for not making me watch this shit. Yeah. No. It's okay. I'll watch it next week. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll take the brunt. Just as long as it never ends with me having to watch it, I'm good. I'm down for whatever. Sure. All right. And uh, thanks to Jason for our theme song. Next week, we bring you predictions from Down Under and Eleven Party. So I guess that means uh, we'll see you next Thursday. Bye-bye. Jeff, say something. You could have a line here. I'll be here next week to talk about wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Call him the best in the business for nothing. I think on my toes. The Rundown Wrestling Podcast was created as a way for Adam Sazel to parlay his uh, sex into a jab with WWE, and after failing to get that, transferred management to Jason Stewart and Troy Bozen. <laughs> and it's produced and edited by Cumsoak Gym Sock, stuffed into the mouth of a high school loser. This episode was hosted by Jason Stewart, Troy Bozen, and Mayhem Jeff Mayhew. We are a member of the Questionable Endeavor Network, which, much like Sonny, refuses to admit that nobody likes it anymore. Check out all the other shows on questionnetwork.com before the creators find something better to do. Like some good old suck sex. And, and, <laughs> and tune in next week for an all new episode of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Oh, oh that got kicked to the next page because you guys are fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I missed something. <laughs>